Uh, this is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. As we prepare to worship, let us bow our heads in prayer. Almighty God, you have made us in all things to serve you. Now prepare the world for your rule. Come quickly to save us so that wars and violence shall end and your children may live in peace, honoring one another with justice and love. Through Jesus Christ, who lives in power with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Now as we worship together, may our hearts receive the Holy Spirit, our ears listen to his word, and our voices be raised in praise to the glory of God. Prophets and angels have given to us the great 
today, the third Sunday of Advent, we will light the candle that represents joy. Listen now to the words of great joy from the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 2. And then there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Suddenly, a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth. Peace to those on whom his favor rests. We light this candle today in preparation for the coming of Christ.
Joy to the world, the King has come. Do we have joy in our hearts this morning in anticipation of his coming? Or does sometimes that joy elude us by our failures through words, through silence, through deeds, unwillingness to act? Let us confess our sins on this morning to God who comes to us that joy may live in us. Lord of Christmas, we have done wrong. We have tarnished the gift you gave freely. We have buried you so deeply in our hearts. The world doesn't see you. We have not followed Christ. We have ignored your teachings. We have lived lives of apathy against your love. We have built fences and fortresses to push people away. And we have silenced the screams of those in need. Forgive us, we pray. Free us from our sin. Free us from our captivity. Free us to a life lived in joy through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Every time we pray, the good news speaks to us of God's tender mercy and his love for us. God comes not to punish, but to gift us with his peace, not to judge, but to save us, not to leave us sad, but to put joy in our hearts. So friends, believe the good news of the gospel. In Jesus Christ, we are. affirmation of peace, of love, of comfort in the Apostles' Creed. Shall we share it together? I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pilate, Pilate was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended to hell, the third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sitteth on the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of the saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Let us take a moment to greet one another.
the short thing, so I got to run down from the back there. Good morning. Welcome to the third Sunday of Advent, and we are getting closer and closer to our Bethlehem celebration, and glad that you are with us as we take that journey. We are grateful for those of you who are visiting with us today and hope that you will find this to be a place of warmth and welcome in the midst of this season. We invite you to fill out the friendship pads which are in the pews and pass those along to your neighbor and take note of those new names that perhaps you don't know and welcome them afterwards and invite them to come and enjoy hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of Christmas cookies out there uh, that have to be eaten. So you uh, and the best recipes of Church of the Palms are are represented out there on those tables, so you'll want to make a point to go out and uh, enjoy that uh, time and a beautiful day as today. So we hope that that place will be filled and that you will be giving yourselves a sugar high. Uh, on your way out, you'll have a chance to greet our new members, which will be uh, brought, who will be brought into our church here momentarily. We are grateful for the Shepherding Deacon gathering yesterday that had a great time of uh, festivity as they celebrated their ministry of being in touch with all of you throughout the course of the year. We have uh, a host of things to uh, consider this week, lots of opportunity for you to be in worship and in learning with us. We invite you to make sure to put in your uh, contribution to our Christmas flowers. You'll see the poinsettias here are just the start of that uh, celebration. And so by next week, you will see this chancel filled. And we encourage you, if you wish to make a dedication, to do so. Uh, the deadline is tomorrow. We have obviously many services uh, coming up over the course of this week. Our longest night service will be Thursday evening at 6 p.m. This is a service especially for those for whom the holidays are difficult. Perhaps you have lost somebody recently in your life and, and uh, Christmas comes to you more as darkness than as light. And we encourage you to come as we take time to remember those and take time to remember you who are perhaps having a struggle uh, this holiday season. So join us Thursday evening at 6 6 p.m. in the chapel. And then on Saturday evening, we will be on the beach at Siesta Key, Siesta Key Beach service, the Christmas Eve Eve service on Saturday night. Come 5 p.m., you'll watch the sunset, we'll sing Christmas carols together. Everyone from the beach kind of comes and joins us, and it's just wonderful. This year, we invite you to bring your own chair. There won't be any chairs already there, so bring your own chair or blanket or whatever it is that you want to sit on uh, on the beach, and we would love to see you there. It's a wonderful, wonderful time of celebration. And then, of course, the following day on Sunday, we will have Christmas Eve services beginning at sunrise and going until after the sun sets, um, 9 and 10 and 11 here in the sanctuary during the morning because that really is the fourth Sunday of Advent. So we invite you to come and celebrate the fourth Sunday of Advent in the morning. And then, of course, our Christmas Eve services will be at 5, 7, 9, 11, 1, 3, 5. No. Um, <laughs> Five, seven, nine, and 11 here in the sanctuary. We will make sure because of our new parking arrangements and uh, we will make sure to have parking attendants here to make sure that you have a way to get into uh, a parking space, especially those of you who are handicapped, so don't worry about that. We do need some more ushers for Christmas Eve if you'd like to help us out with that. Uh, provide that ministry during your, Easter, your Christmas celebration. We invite you to see Yoko out uh, in the chancel or in the narthex or perhaps to call the church office. We can certainly use your help.
God in Hollywood comes up next month, and we'll be taking a look at the spiritual classics, those things that are somewhat parables alongside of our own Christian faith, the movies, and if you're movie buffs, you might want to come and join us for that. And then, of course, you'll see that our December financial challenge is still before us. Grateful that we have gone past the halfway mark and thankful for those of you who are continuing to contribute toward the end of this year. We can certainly use more of your support as we end the year with every hope to be able to support all of our mission efforts here at Church of the Palms. Let's continue our worship.
newest members to come forward to be received into our life here at Church of the Palms. Just last week, we had another one of our new member classes, and these good folks were in attendance and heard about ministry here at Church of the Palms and have agreed to become the newest members here to join us in our mission. So I'd like for you to meet the following. Susan Diamond, if you wouldn't mind raising your hand just so everybody knows name and face. Daryl and Karen Jordan and Linda Ryan. We welcome them into our life here, yes. If you wouldn't mind turning to me, I would love to ask you these questions as you come to be our newest members here at Church of the Palms. Is Jesus Christ your Lord and Savior? Do you trust in him? Do you intend to be his disciple, to obey his word, and to show his love? And will you be a faithful member of this congregation, giving of yourself in every way, and will you seek the fellowship of the church wherever you may be? Well, by your answering those questions, you have publicly professed your faith in Jesus Christ and have uh, joined us in our mission of seeking to love God and love neighbor. And we're grateful that you are a part of our life together. We hope that you will find all of these good people here as uh, companions in that journey and that you will know that as we work together that we truly are making a difference and bringing God's great hope into the world. So to that end, let us pray. We thank you, O oh God, that you are the God of welcome. You are the God who flings open the doors of your kingdom so that all may come and be a part of your great feast of joy. We thank you, O oh Lord, that you have invited these people to become a part of this particular body of Christ. We are grateful that they have come to join us in our mission of loving God and loving neighbor. And we pray, O oh Lord, that you will be with us as we seek to carry out that mission as a church. We know, Lord, that in this season we are reminded once again of, of all those yearnings you have for your world, of hope and joy and love and peace. And we are grateful that you invite us to be a part of those yearnings, that you invite us to go into the world to reflect your light and to be a difference maker. And we ask, O oh Lord, that as we wonder about our own role, that you will acquaint us once again with our gifts and that you will inspire us to use those gifts for the sake of your kingdom and that we may begin to live differently for the sake of your kingdom, that the world may see that the kingdom is real through the lives of your people. And so we pray, O oh Lord, that you will be with us as we come alongside those who struggle, those who grieve, those who are hungry, those who wonder if there really is hope in the world that we truly might be uh, the ones who bear your message that Jesus Christ is born, Jesus Christ is alive. So we ask all these things, O Lord, in the precious name of your Son, who taught us all to pray, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Welcome into the life of the church. Yes, welcome, welcome. Yes, welcome, welcome. Yes, yes. Now let's continue our worship through the presentation of our tithes and gifts and offerings. Mm -hmm. 
Gracious God and loving Father, from whom all blessings flow, we make our offerings large and small with the hope and confidence that all we say, all we do, and all we offer will take root in this world and be the source of new expressions of your love, your justice, your mission, and your reign through the power of the Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated, and now we invite the children to come forward with Miss Lori. 
Virginia to bring her family forward. seat so come on over because the baptismal font scooted way over so you gotta come here so you can see this little baby can you see all right <laughs> get big sis up here too all right well we are delighted that December is filled with baptisms and we have the chance to Welcome another family into our midst and another beautiful little child, Paige, who is not quite sure what this is all about, but we are glad that she is uh, enjoying it for the time being. We are <laughs> always grateful for the moment when we get to remember our baptism and that we have been claimed by Christ through baptism, through his grace. We rejoice to know that as we are born into this world, we have been welcomed by God, and as we are baptized, we are welcomed by God's family, and through our life together as God's family, we have the opportunity to share our faith with our children so that our children may claim it for themselves, so that they may become themselves the light of Christ in the world. So baptism is a chance for us to rejoice in that and to celebrate the Spirit of God who is very present with this little girl, Paige. We're grateful for Ashley and Chris and for little sister Allie, big sister Allie, I should say, and we get to rejoice with you as you bring your child to be baptized. So to that end, I'd like to ask you these questions as you bring Paige to be baptized. Do you reaffirm your own faith in Jesus Christ, as Savior and Lord? Do you claim God's covenant promises on your child's behalf, and do you look in faith the Lord Jesus Christ for her salvation as you do your own? Do you now unreservedly promise and humble reliance upon God's grace to set before Paige an example of the new life in Christ? And do you, the members of this congregation, in the name of the whole Church of Christ, undertake with these parents the Christian nurture of their child so that in due time she may confess faith in Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior? Do you? We do. And will you endeavor by your example and fellowship to strengthen her ties with the household of God? Will you? We will. Let us pray. Gracious and loving God, we give you thanks for this wonderful moment and sacrament of baptism. We are thankful, O Lord, that as we look into these waters that we see not just our reflection, but the reflection of your Son who welcomes all the little children to come unto him. And so we pray, O Lord, that we will sense your presence and that as we baptize this little girl that she would know of the love that we find in your Son and the love we find in your family. All this we pray in Christ's name. Amen. Well, hello there, Paige. How are you? Oh, yes. Oh, hello. Oh. Well, hello. Look at this. Look over here. Paige, Virginia Arnhart, child of the covenant, I baptize you in the name of the Father. and of the Son, <laughs> and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Well, let's sing, Jesus Loves Me, This I Know.
Well, on behalf of Family Ministry, I have the privilege of officially welcoming Paige into our faith family. It wasn't that long ago, Allie, that we were doing the same for you. And you know that our, our goal in Family Ministry is to try to create a sticky faith so that when our kids graduate and leave, they don't leave their faith behind. And in the blink of an eye, they leave us. So I would love to present with you a Bible that you can help read to your little sister at home and a um, cross-stitch that someone lovingly made along with this certificate. Congratulations. Let us pray. We thank you, O Lord, for this precious little girl and her presence in our life and in our family. We pray that you will bless her and keep her, make her face to shine upon her and be gracious unto her, that she may know always of your peace. In Christ's name, amen. And we're going to go upstairs to kids' worship, and we're going to learn about joy, and nothing says joy like polka dots, so let's do it. All right. seated. Well, our final word from the prophet this Advent season comes to us again from the prophet Isaiah. We today are in the 55th chapter of Isaiah. As Isaiah speaks to the people of exile, a word of hope, a word of joy, word of peace, as they anticipate their delivery uh, back to the people, back to the land of God, to the Mount of Zion, 
to their homeland. So hear the word of God as it comes to us from Isaiah 55, beginning at the first verse. Ho, everyone who thirsts, come to the waters. And you that have no money, come buy and eat. Come buy milk and wine without money and without price. Why do you spend your money for that which is not bread, and you labor for that which, you, which does not satisfy? Listen carefully to me and eat what is good, and delight yourselves in rich food. Incline your ear and come to me, listen so that you may live. I will make with you an everlasting covenant, my steadfast, sure love for David. See, I, am, I made him a witness to the peoples, a leader and commander for the peoples. And see, you shall call nations that you do not know and nations that do not know. You shall run to you because of the Lord your God, the Holy One of Israel, for he has glorified you. Seek the Lord while he may be found. Call upon him while he is near. Let the wicked forsake their way and the unrighteous their thoughts. Let them return to the Lord that he may have mercy on them and to our God, for he will abundantly pardon. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, nor are your ways my ways, says the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways and my thoughts than your thoughts. For as the rain and the snow come down from heaven and do not return there until they have watered the earth, making it bring forth and sprout, giving seed to the sower and bread to the eater, so shall my word be that goes out from my mouth. It shall not return to me empty, but it shall accomplish that which I purpose and succeed in the thing for which I sent it. For you shall go out in joy and be led back in peace. The mountains and the hills before you shall burst into song, and all the trees of the field shall clap their hands. Instead of the thorn shall come up the cypress, instead of the briar shall come up the myrtle, and so it shall be to the Lord for a memorial, for an everlasting sign that shall not be cut off. This is the word of the Lord. Let us pray. As gentle Mary laid her child, so we pray that you will lay this word upon our hearts and our souls, that we may know, O oh God, the hope of the prophet, and that we may live the life of the Messiah. For we pray this in his name, amen. The college I attended, Westminster College, had and still has a very good business department, very strong in accounting, economics, business administration, finance, you name it, none of which I took advantage of when I was in school. <laughs> I didn't take a single business class. I was over in the political science department and secondarily the religion department learning about God and people. So it's a bit ironic that I get to lead these days a nearly $4 million nonprofit enterprise, not ever having had a business class, a fact that is now making many of you nervous. <laughs> Suffice it to say, I rely upon very good people and a very good God. One of the things I did not learn in college was about monetary policy and currency markets. When I pick up the Wall Street Journal or the business section of the newspaper and read about the strength of the dollar, the yen, the euro, 
I know a little bit about what they're saying, but not very much. Some currencies allow you to buy a little bit more, some currencies allow you to buy less, and how and why that is, I really don't know. And all I know is that when the barista at Starbucks tells me my grande coffee costs $2.41, I have $2.41 in my pocket or on my iPhone to give her. At least I hope I do. It still comes down to that, right? I get something, I have something you want, you have something I want, and thus the exchange, quid pro quo, something for something. And now we have an entirely new currency arriving onto the scene, Bitcoin, a peer-to-peer -peer digital cryptocurrency that is unlike any other currency the world has ever known. No one quite knows who came up with it or if anyone really is even managing it. And, and no one is quite sure what's really going to become of it. You can't touch it. It exists only embedded in your software. The picture on your bulletin is just simply a symbolic representation. But it could be the future currency of trade, and Lord knows what that is going to mean. Now the truth is, the currencies by which we conduct our lives are not only the ones you learn about in the business department or that you have in your wallet. There is more that makes the world go round than just the dollar, the yen, or the euro. We trade in all sorts of currencies, don't we? Quid pro quo in all kinds of terms. You scratch my back, I'll scratch yours. You do me a favor, I'll do you a favor. You lend me your leaf blower, I'll lend you my power drill. You buy dinner this time, I'll buy dinner next time. I'll trade my horse for yours. Give and take, tit for tat. Let's make a deal. Quid pro quo. Something for something. It's the way the world goes round, right? Some play the game more shrewdly than others. Some play the game more fairly than others. Some play the game to take advantage of others. All this harassment news that we've been reading about recently, people thinking that, what, sexuality is currency, right? Something I can trade for, I can purchase, or worse, steal. People become commodities or objects. We objectify the spirit and the soul and speaking of objects, we begin the holiday season with a day called what? Black Friday, the day when people stand in line and get their holiday deals and the red ink on the corporate balance sheet hopefully turns to black. It's just the way the world goes round. Unless, of course, you're a prophet. Ho, Isaiah says, ho, everyone who thirsts come to the waters. And you that have no money, come, buy, and eat. Come, buy milk and wine without money and without price. Why do you spend your money for that which is not bread and your labor for that which does not satisfy? Listen carefully to me and eat what is good and delight yourselves in rich food. What is this of which the prophet speaks? A new currency? Something for nothing, the good life without a credit card? What's going on here? And keep reading Isaiah, and it just keeps getting better and better. Light in the darkness, lions laying down with the lambs, no more thorns or briars, a, a whole new world. Things don't have to be, according to the prophet, things don't have to be the way they used to be. Something's on the horizon, a, a new currency, a, a new way of doing business. And then almost to sum it up, he says these words, and you, in the new economy, you 
shall go out in joy and you will be led back in peace. You shall go out in joy and be led back in peace. Really? What in heaven's name is he talking about? Because on one scale, it doesn't always work out that way, right? We, we say joy and peace and love and hope around our Advent wreath and our Christmas cards, but, but life doesn't always turn out that way. We know that. With the kind of currencies we deal with, there's always going to be winners and losers, up and down, good and bad, comforts and pain. Life ain't no bowl of cherries, Pastor. And some play the game more shrewdly, some play the game more fairly, some play the game just to take advantage of others. But there is this promise still of the prophet that in the new economy you shall go out in joy and you will be led back in peace. How is it that, that life can work that way? How is it that, that we could get ourselves to this joy and to this peace we hear all the time at Christmas? I've shared with you before Rabbi Edward Cohen's answer to how life should work. He puts it this way, I think the life cycle is all backwards. You should die first, get it out of the way. <laughs> then you live 20 years in an old age home, you get kicked out when you're too young. You get a gold watch, you go to work. You work 40 years until you're young enough to enjoy your retirement. <laughs> you go to college, you party until you're ready for high school, you go to grade school. You become a little kid, you play. You have no responsibility. You become a little baby. You go back into the womb. You spend your last months floating. <laughs> and you finish up as a gleam in somebody's eye. <laughs> Would that it were that way? But life goes the other way, right? And still the prophet says, and you and you shall go out in joy, and you shall come back in peace. Is this a change of currency? Is this the thing we wonder about when we get close to Bethlehem? Is this the thing we sing about? Is this the thing we hope for? That somehow the world would operate in a different way. That somehow we would have a different kind of experience. That there would be a different currency by which we trade, by which we live. That the world doesn't have to be winners and losers, rich, poor, lucky, unlucky, some on top, some on bottom. And that we would find the real meaning and purpose to our days. Mark Twain said that the two most important days of your life are the day that you were born and the day you realized why. And don't you wonder that when the prophet says that we shall go out forth in joy and be led back in peace, it has something to do with having figured out the whole reason for why we're here. And don't you wonder that when we get close to Bethlehem, we get closer and closer to figuring that out because it is in Bethlehem that we get to see up close the currency of God. The currency of God. And the currency of God is to first love us. The currency of God is just to love us. The commodity without price. The wine and milk for free. 
That's all that baby is, just God's love in the flesh, God's love for every human being, just a baby and nothing else because that's all we really want, right? That's all we really want. We just want to know that we're loved. He doesn't hold in his hands, the baby doesn't hold in his hands, you know, any dollars or yen or euro, no coupons to Macy's, no, just live in the flesh. God come down to say, I so love the world, and that means you and you and you. We go forth in joy, we go forth from Bethlehem being loved by God, and then what we learn when the baby becomes a man is that peace comes when you love back. The joy comes in being loved, and the peace comes when we ourselves have loved back. We go out in joy having been loved, and we are led back in peace having loved. That's the new currency. That's the Bitcoin of Bethlehem. That's why Jesus says all those crazy things. If your friend asks for your cloak, give him your coat as well. If she strikes you on the right cheek, offer the left as well. Love your enemy, forgive 70 times 7. What does a prophet a person if they gain all the dollars, yen, and euro and lose their soul? If you want to be first, you start that. You have to be last. If you get asked to walk a mile, take the second mile too. It's the new currency. It's the way to do business. And no, it doesn't necessarily land you on top. No, it doesn't always feel good. No, it doesn't mean you won't even be taken advantage of, and it will be hard, and it will sometimes even break your heart, but it will get you the joy, and it will get you the peace. You shall go forth in joy, and you shall be led back in peace, because deep down at the bottom of it all, our deepest hunger is to be loved, and our deepest fulfillment is having loved another. Our deepest hunger is to be loved, and our deepest fulfillment, our deepest peace is having loved another. I remember reading years ago about a kid who went to the University of Michigan, sorry, <laughs> who played football there, sorry, four-time All-American, sorry. His name, was, his name is Mark Messner. And when Mark Messner was winning all of his collegiate awards, he would always say that he owed it to his stepfather, Del Preti. Del Preti stepped into his life when he was just a young boy and, and when he was a kid, and, and, and he loved him, loved him unconditionally, showed up at all of his games, guided him all the way through life. And so he finally reached his dream, and he got drafted into the NFL by the Los Angeles Rams. And just at that moment, his father was diagnosed with a vicious, his stepfather was diagnosed with a vicious cancer. And so when Mark is out of training camp, you know, preparing to realize his dream, taking in his NFL salary, trying to prove himself a starter, he gets the call, the dad's real sick. And so away from the team he walks, away from the salary he walks, away from maybe the chance to prove himself, he walks and flies home to Detroit and for weeks and weeks loves the man who loved him first. Bathed him, bandaged his wounds, fed him spoon by spoon, slept by his bed. So what about the shot to play NFL football? Well, there's a new currency. For you shall go out in joy, 
and be led back in peace. Maybe you saw the article this week about Harriet Fridkin. When Harriet Fridkin was diagnosed 40 years ago with multiple sclerosis, she knew she was in for a challenge. And when her body quickly was able to do less and less, she knew that she was going to begin losing touch with the world, that she would grow more and more isolated. But what she didn't know was about her friends. What she didn't know was that her friends were not happy with her being isolated, were not happy with her losing touch with the world. And so they said they were going to figure out how each of them would take a turn each day to visit her so that there would not be a day without a friend. Well, isn't that nice, Harriet thought. And, and it will last a little while until, of course, life gets in the way and people just sort of move on. That's okay. A little while is better than nothing. But what she didn't know was that it wasn't going to end. When Harriet, what Harriet didn't know was that Harriet's harem, that's what they called themselves, didn't stop. And from that day, they started. They didn't stop. Every day kept coming to her house for the last 21 years. The new currency. You shall go out in joy and be led back in peace. We all remember O. Henry's great story, The Gift of the Magi, about the young impoverished couple, Della and Jim, who have no money to buy what they want to give to each other, and secretly Della sells her long, beautiful hair the day before Christmas to buy a gold chain for Jim's treasured pocket watch. And at the same time, Jim sells his treasured pocket watch to get the money to buy Dell the expensive and beautiful combs for her hair that she's just cut and sold. And when they open their gifts to see what they've done, they realize they've given each other more than what money could buy. The new currency. You shall go out in joy and be led back in peace. Wendell Berry put it well when he wrote, so friends, every day do something that won't compute. Love the Lord, love the world, work for nothing. Take all you have and be poor. Love someone who doesn't deserve it. Such are the coins we're apt to find on our way to Bethlehem New coins, strange coins. By grace, may we keep them. And by a greater grace, may we spend them. For you shall go out in joy and be led back in peace.
Now may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit rest and abide with you now and forevermore. Amen.